Hello, everyone. I'm Ellen. And I'm Alyssa. And this is the podcast 2024 Our Story. Today, we're planning to do something a little bit different than what we've done in the past because so much has been going on in the US and in the world recently. Today, we'll be talking about some current events. And one of the things that has been really big in the news recently is hate crimes against Asian Americans or the AAPI community. Melissa, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I think it's definitely been an emotional time, right? Um, Being Chinese and white personally and being able to like kind of talk about it with my friends and with my mom too about how they're feeling. Just, I don't know, it's very, it's something where you already kind of know that it's prevalent and it's happening, but until you really put a label on it, it doesn't feel as strong you know I feel like being able to say that there is an increase of hate crimes against the AAPI community is something that's really important to say Um, and yeah I just think it's been happening for a while you know but I just feel like lately it's good that we're taking this step towards actually labeling it and thinking about it more and so we can actually do something about it. So just a very emotional time for everybody. I think it didn't necessarily hit me until like the day before I had my chem test and after I like couldn't really think about it by that point. And I don't know, I feel like it's been difficult just because I feel so connected to it just because it could be me or it could be my family members. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like my mom was supposed to go up to San Francisco to go meet with coworkers because one of her coworkers is um, moving to a new job. And we had a whole family conversation about whether it was safe for her to go up there at all. Um, just because everything, it's not, it wasn't just Georgia. It, it's everywhere. And I think that conversation uh, was really personal to me. But I don't know. I feel like it's hard for me necessarily to comprehend everything because I'm not in that space. I'm not with the Georgia shootings that happened on March 16th. I'm not directly impacted by those effects because I'm not in the space where it occurred. And, you know, it's kind of that survivor's guilt of I'm here, but how, how am I supposed to like feel bad and worried when someone else has just passed away? So that's challenging. Yeah, definitely. I do feel like it feels really close, but also location-wise, kind of reading about it in the news that it happened in Atlanta, which we're in the Bay Area, right? So that's pretty far away. It It seems far away enough where you think it's like, it's almost really surreal. Like you can't really process that it actually happened, you know? I do think though that it's, crazy that we're we're in the bay area where there is a lot of there are like a lot of different cultures here and there is a good amount of like diversity here compared to other places in the u.s but there is still so much hate crime against asian americans which is crazy to me because it just it almost feels like we're or like i used to think of us kind of like in a bubble because we do have so much Mm -hmm. diversity right compared to like we're not in like we're not in some other place in the country where there just really aren't that many Asian Americans. 
so it's really crazy to think that, I mean, my mom told me when I was going out with my friend to like stay away from big cities, right? And to be really careful. And it's crazy to think that now every single time like I go out with my friends, um, a lot of my friends are Asian Americans. It's crazy to think that like things like that can happen to them. And it's, it's also, I mean, it has happened in the past. Like I have people really close to me who have already like in the very beginning of when COVID started, they were, I don't want to talk about it too much just because it's like really personal. Um, but they were kind of discriminated against or like hurt in some way. Um, so it, it's almost like this idea of like this bubble with diversity and just having so many Asian Americans living in this area, it's almost like it's just like all of a sudden popped and it just nowhere really feels safe anymore, even though you see people like you. Like, I think that's something that's really great about this area is that I can walk around and I see people who do look like me and who share similar backgrounds to me. So I think that that is just really surreal at this point. And it's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember growing up, I... I was never worried personally about being discriminated against just because I went, like we've talked about, I went to a really small private school where it was the main population was Asian. And like, even growing up, I, I think my parents did a, did a really good job of protecting my sister and I from having to face those issues, which I mean, has been beneficial and has been interesting to deal with now that there's so much going on and you have to be aware of it. But yeah, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I follow Next Shark on Instagram, which is a mm-hmm. Asian American news source. And I remember seeing a story about uh, an attack on an elderly Asian American woman in my city. And granted, it wasn't the area of my city that I was in, but it was still, it was surreal to think that that was happening because I had thought of my community as being so accepting for so long or not necessarily discriminatory discriminatory that's the word <laughs> um but yeah it's it's definitely the pandemic has or I guess with everything that's been going on in the pandemic there is so much that has changed my perspective on these issues and the the community that I live in and just the, I guess the country that we live in as well because it's I think I was talking to my core professor about this too and one thing that stood out to me that she said was that these issues are the issues of Black Lives Matter and the hate crimes against Asian Americans aren't separate, they're connected. And it goes back into the history of the US for so long. It's just they haven't been brought up in so long that we don't know. And we had like, it's important to educate ourselves on that, which I mean, that's something that I plan to write about in my next core paper, which is really exciting that we're able to discuss these current issues in our classes. But it's also, it's very mind opening for me, at least. Yeah, for sure. I recently had a conversation about the fact that, again, I touched on this a little bit, I think before, but these just hate crimes or discrimination against the Asian American community or even the Black community, like this isn't something new. Like it's not like all of a sudden because of 2020, like 
all of this is happening. I mean, to some degree, it's like a little bit because people, at least for COVID, um, people use that as like an excuse, discriminate or hurt people of the Asian American community. But it's not, it's something that's been in our history, been in the US's history, right? But I do think that when I had my, this conversation with somebody, I did talk about how the fact that we're labeling things is I think powerful by itself, like being able to say the Black Lives Matter movement or being able to say like stopping, like for people to stop AAPI hate, or even just like when we talked about core one a while back when we were talking about minor feelings, being able to talk about minor feelings or Asian Americans often being like the model minority and what does that mean? And being able to kind of put labels on it and being able to talk about it, I think has been something that is positive coming out of this because I think it's just, it makes it more real and it makes it kind of in people's faces in a way that's like, you can't ignore this. You kind of have to start having these conversations and it doesn't matter if you're not in you know, so you're not a part of the Asian American community, right? Or you're not a part of the Black community. It's important to talk about this. So I do think that that is something that is beneficial that's come out of this. And I think that that, maybe it's just me trying to think about something kind of positive um, during this time. But I do think that that's something that I've been kind of focusing on lately, you know, to kind of um, wrap my head around it and to start being able to talk about it openly with people. Definitely. Have there been any other ways that people around you have been able to support you or help you feel like you were supported during this time? I think during this time for me, being both Chinese and white, I've been primarily trying to support people closest to me who are just like, they're not part white too, you know? So going outside's scarier for them. So I think for me, it's been mostly trying to support them and see how they feel about things, aside from supporting my friends and my family. Before 2020, I wasn't as comfortable with having difficult conversations about things like race and discrimination, but I do think that I've grown a lot and been able to start having those conversations. So I think for me personally, as a way to kind of grow and cope with everything that's happening. Um, just reading a lot about what is happening. So when I have the chance to have those conversations, I can feel educated about what's happening and not just kind of like ignoring it. Cause I th- do think that like when, yeah, when the shooting in Atlanta happened immediately after that, I didn't, I didn't like naturally, I just didn't want to open up that box for me because there's a lot there's a lot there, a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, and a lot of fear. So I think immediately I didn't really want to think about it or talk about it. For me personally, during this time, it's been kind of great, like starting to kind of open that box and starting to kind of think about it a little bit more. So I think that's just, and I don't really leave my house <laughs> very often right now. So I don't really have many reasons to. So I think that that's been a way for me to kind of not feel as scared because I am still like I haven't been vaccinated. So for me, I like staying home a lot has made it like easier. 
Definitely. Yeah. I think, have there been, when you're checking in on people, have there been any messages that you, you have found have been the most supportive or for them? Um, I think I, I don't think that I've reached out to my friends quite as much or like that I would like just because it's, it's just so personal, you know? So I've, I've really been talking with my family about it the most. Um, so I do want to start reaching out to my friends just so that they know that I'm there. I think, I think they know that I'm, I'm there if they need me, but I think being a little more active in that is something that I will be doing more. I think keeping up with the news and making sure that you're informed is so important, but it's also so hard during this time. I think that's definitely an area that I'm going to try and improve upon in the next week or so and try, which or not just the next week, over in the future <laughs> as we see it. I think for so long, as, as a student journalist, both of us, for so it's so easy to think that you're up to date with everything because you're in mm -hmm. a newsroom and you're trying to hear about everything. But yeah, I think there's also just so much to process. And sometimes when you see information that you're just like, I, I can't deal with this right now. It's, it's also about knowing how much time you need to give yourself before you can go ahead and then make sure you're fully informed on the information. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of reading the news is really difficult, I think, mm -hmm. at this time. Um, also just for me at least um, most social media platforms too I do uh, follow some kind of news source and so seeing it everywhere is it's great because I, I get to learn and I get to know what's what's happening but it can be it can be difficult um, it's important to stay up to date but also I think taking a mental break or like an emotional break just is really important. I think everyone could use it at this time. And um, with everything that's happening, um, there's just so much to process. So I think just like not, I think also it's important to stay up to date and it's important to keep growing and to keep learning. But I think that taking time for yourself in this time is also very valuable because you don't want to push yourself too hard because everybody right now, I feel like is learning in some way or changing in some way, especially since we're in college and it's our first year of college. This is a time in our lives when we're supposed to be changing um, regardless of everything that's happening. Um, but we're doing it in a time that we're online, we're disconnected from the community and so many mo movements and just heartbreaking things on the news, it's, it's hard to process. So I think just like to whoever is listening, if you need to take a mental break or an emotional break, um, it's completely valid. And just having a safe space to talk about it with friends or family or professors or whoever you trust um, is also a great thing to do at this time. But yeah, that's, that's it for me. But I was wondering for this week, not just this week, but maybe this week and last week, have your professors other than that one professor that you were talking about, have your professors talked about the shootings in Atlanta? Have they talked about 
the hate crimes against Asian Americans. I'm just, I'm curious because I do know that I saw something that was, um, I think, script related where they were asking whether professors are talking about it. That's a good question. I don't believe that any of my professors have talked about it. I think it's difficult. It's been difficult for, it was difficult to talk about it in chem this week because we only met once. Mm -hmm. But you know, we did meet last week. We didn't talk about it then. Same thing with bio. What other classes am I taking? Spanish, we have not. And then core, my professor brought it up really quickly. I I talked to her personally one-on-one um, and that's when I had my conversation with her about it. That was during office hours. And I mean, you know, it actually would be very, like, very comforting if any of them, like, checked in with students and made sure that they were okay. Have, have any of your professors talked about it in class? I've talked about it. I think, I don't think I really talked about it in my core two class, like, a lot. Like, actively talked about it. But my professor did bring it up we are oddly are like for for my core classes somehow the like the oh my gosh what's it called like the like the class plan the syllabus like I guess, I guess it's the syllabus of like whatever we're supposed to be talking about that week weirdly for all of my core classes so far have like lined up with what's happening at the time it's a little it's that a little, is a little uh, creepy. A little creepy. But uh, <laughs> see into the future. They know what they're yeah. going to address. Yeah, I don't know. That's really good, though, <laughs> too. At the same time, you're able to address those current events in That's class. true. It's, it's more of like for Core 2, um, again, I'm taking performances of identity. So we've been talking about a lot of different performances, whether it's like plays, operas, musicals, all kinds of different things. Um, but this week, this week, I think, and last week a little bit, we were talking about, um, we talked about this opera called Madame Butterfly. And we've been talking about like the Orientalist and things and the Orient in quotes. And um, yeah, so because we've been having conversations about more of the history, I think, of the Western point of view of different Eastern cultures and um, specifically Asian cultures, just kind of thinking about that, we've kind of touched on it like my teacher mentioned it but other than that my professors have not really brought it up which I I understand that like we are in classes like I mean biology and I have English and different things right it's hard to kind of talk about it as a part of the class but I do I am a little bit disappointed that teachers haven't kind of I don't want to say like made an effort but it's kind of you know uh, like I I really do like my professors but I am kind of disappointed that they haven't like kind of checked in in the beginning of class just being like just addressing it if there's a lot of strong emotions going on right now um, especially for people of the AAPI community so I feel like even just addressing it being like hey if you want to have a conversation about it with me during a separate time or just being like let me know if I don't know if you don't if you have to step out of class I know that classes for um, a bunch of classes they don't always make you like go like if you let the teacher know beforehand you can like not go to one class so I feel like small things like that it doesn't have to disrupt the class and like the class plan 
but just addressing it, you know, I feel like would be helpful and it would feel really supportive. I have to wonder a little bit, you know, we last episode, we just talked about like being at a PWI, being at like a primarily white institution, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, I have to wonder if it is because of that, you know, if it's students of the AAPI community, maybe there's just less of them. So they don't feel the need to talk about it, or they don't think that students are affected. But that has been a little bit eye opening for me. Yeah, you had mentioned the part where it would be nice if professors at least said something about like, you can step out of class if you need to, Mm -hmm. or gave that opportunity. And I had attended the SCORE AAPI like open space to just process everything. I attended that space and one of the things that I started thinking about was how during this time we're all expected to just go to class and act like everything's okay. And it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult for me in some cases. There are just some days like before my chem test where I was just like, I don't want to do this. But yeah, I think having professors show their support would be extremely nice, especially during this time. But yeah, I, I, like you said, my professor, I like all my professors, they do an amazing job in class, I think. It's just keeping up with what's going on in aspects other than just in the classroom would be a nice addition there. Yeah, definitely. I think that that is something that can be worked on, um, just especially being online. We feel more disconnected from our community, not just the Scripps community, but just our communities, whatever that may be. Um, so I feel like a way to kind of feel connected would be would be great and really supportive of students. Um, so yeah. <laughs> are there? I think I know you had already mentioned these, but are there any other ways that you think professors could provide that supportive environment for students? I. I do think that there could be maybe office hours, like an office hours maybe dedicated to talking about it and maybe like in kind of open space. Um, I know that professors are busy and students are also busy during this time. I mean, we just had midterms this week, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a stressful time for everybody. But I do think that dedicating a time and a space to talking about it is really important because honestly, it feels like it feeds into like not talking about it kind of feeds into the narrative that the Asian American experience is not as important as other experiences, which is kind of, it follows like the minor feelings or model minority um, Mm -hmm. kind of aspects of being Asian American in the US because you're kind of expected to be okay with things and kind of to be silent. So I feel like it's just not talking about it, even just addressing it a little bit would be able to kind of like kind of steer away from that narrative, which I think is really important um, while we're all growing and learning during this time. So I think that that's Yeah, I think just something as simple as just mentioning it or giving an open space to talk about it. So I'm super glad that SCORE 
gave an open space to talk about it. Um, I do think that kind of looking at the broad picture of everything, I don't think that's enough from the Scripps community, right? Looking at the Scripps community as a whole, I don't think that one open space during like one week is going to be enough. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, just, yeah. I think just a kind of small anecdote about it is I, um, last semester, so in the fall, I took a introduction to FGSS, so like feminism, gender, um, sexuality studies course. And that was happening during like, it's, well, it's not like it stopped, but it was happening during a lot of protests for the Black Lives Matter movement. And my teacher, she amazingly, she not only talked about it with us, but she like told people they could, because there was a protest happening, I think, um, I'm not sure if it was near Claremont exactly where it was, but it was happening on one of the days where we had class. So we not only had a conversation about it, but she gave a space where she was like, if you are going to a protest, you're not, you're not going to be penalized for not being in class that day. But she also was talking about um, making sure that you're just safe and you're looking out for yourself too. So I think something as simple as that can really affect the way that students view a professor or just the community or the school. I do think that all of these issues happening at the same time, um, just it can feel really suffocating almost, you know, it can feel, it can, yeah, you can look, start looking at the world in a way more negative view just because everything is so heartbreaking that's happening. So I do think that kind of having conversations about it and just like working through it is really important. Like just not Mm -hmm. letting it stay in the air, you know, like not just witnessing all these horrible things happening and not having conversations about it so I think that um yeah I just talking to professors maybe I do think that I'm now now I'm curious to go back and see which um Scripps account was asking about like what professors weren't talking about um the current events and so that, that may be something I look into in the future um not to not to say they're bad professors it's just it's something important not just from them, but everyone in the community um, as a whole. And specifically, I feel like we're talking about like the Scripps community. So in the mm-hmm. Scripps community specifically, I think that um, it's a growing time for everyone. So I think just like talking about it and being open is super important. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for listening, everyone. I know this was a different episode than the content we usually put out, but I think it's also important that we address these issues that are going on in the larger community that isn't just specific to scripts as and kind of outlining the intersection between our our smaller scripts community and what's going on in the outside world and in the future we hope that we'll be able to do more of these where we can talk about other issues that are important there are so many during this time and if you are interested in talking about this too um either with us or as a guest or just if you want to dm us we can put the instagram handle that we created for this podcast down below um so yeah just we want to make sure that that you guys especially like the scripts community feels really connected during this time and that you have 
someone to talk to. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the next episode of 2024, Our Story. Bye. Bye.